is going on, Only Playbook fans? We are back. Shashot Shovit, myself, the only playbook. We are a week out from drafting from our fantasy football leagues for our home league. So we thought it'd be cool to do a mock draft today. We have not done a combined mock draft where all of us are mocking at the same time. The best part about it is in our actual league, we are drafting one after the other. Shovit picks seventh, Shashot picks eighth, and I pick ninth. So it is a literal snake, just one after the other. So I think it'll be interesting to see how we draft today, if we're truly drafting based on our strategies, or if this is just a you know, a misdirect, and we're just going to draft all players we think the other person would want. But it'll be fun. Uh, how are you guys feeling heading into this mock draft? Any nerves? No, man. I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I've got the seventh pick. I'm picking before you guys. It's kind of... I, you know, I almost want to not pick the guy who I want just to kind of throw you guys off guard here. Uh, but I think it should be fun. So, so you're not going to pick Bijan Robinson. That's what you're saying right now to throw I, us off. I mean, that's just one name. There's another guy there. There's that, so many I, names, man. There's a so lot of names. names. It sucks being me because I just, oh, at least for the first round. It, I mean, it's like different every round, right? Shovit's going to have to go wait for two rounds every other round. I have to wait two people every other round. Shosho at least has to wait one of us every round. So it's like, you're always just on the brink of thinking one of us is going to snipe your pick. So uh, yep. being sandwiched in the middle probably is the worst spot, but we'll see. We'll see how the actual draft shakes out. Um, let's go ahead and get it started. Unlimited time, but we'll try our best to be quick because that's stupid. Um, but here we go. Oh, JJ goes first. CMC Chase. Kelsey Eckler. Oh. Bijan's gone, show of it. Bijan goes right before. All right, so now I am thinking, like, do I want to go with the wide receiver route or do I want a running back route? Um, I did have Tyreek Hill last year. Um, I am just a little bit concerned with going Tyreek Hill as my number one receiver, but I really like Saquon this year. Uh, I will. I want to stud running back first, so um, it would be. It would have been Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is not there, so for me, I am going with. Saquon Barkley as my first pick. Love it. One of the one of the best. Uh, you know, again, the cream of the crop kind of running back still on the board there for you. I don't know if there's a drop off in Shashot's eyes here, but you got the next pick, Shashot. Where you at? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't see a room where I can choose a running back that will give me as many points as Tyreek Hill would. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, solid player. Uh, as being in the medical field, I'm always always hesitant on picking up players that have injuries. We don't know how he's going to be. That's just the main point here. If he's going to be good, uh, if he's going to be healthy, he's going to be probably number one in fantasy. You know, like he's just going to do the same things he's always done. Um, but there's a hesitance, and I don't have the hesitance with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's openly said, I'm going to go for 2,000 yards today. That's I would draft him like fourth overall, even if I was fourth. So I'm pretty pretty solid with this choice here. I like it. I think for me, if Tyree, if I had the option of Tyreek or Cooper Cup, just with the uncertainty, like you said, around Cooper Cup's injury was is what leans me to Tyreek Hill. But at the nine spot, I personally don't think in a half point PPR format, I I would want to go Chubb here. He's the next running back on the board. Derrick Henry's still there. You could go a little bit further, uh, but I'm hoping with the ADP game, one of these running backs comes back to me on the turn. At the nine spot, like you said, showed the the range of outcomes for Cooper Cup is he could be wide receiver one. He was wide receiver one in 21. He was wide receiver one in 22 before he got hurt. And he was wide receiver one in 22 in only nine games and average points per game. So at the nine spot, too good a value for me. I'll take Cooper Cup. AJ Brown goes, Nick Chubb goes, and then you have Diggs and Lamb for the number 12 spot. Adams is gone. And there goes the last running back that I possibly wanted to get. Josh Jacobs yeah. goes right before me, which is very unfortunate. So that puts me back on the board here. Um... Interesting. So Derrick Henry is still there, RB1, but I'm I'm 
I don't know why. I, I think this could be the year that that age cliff, that 20, Derrick Henry's older than 28, right? Or is he still under 28? Because he's you 29. Gave us that, yeah, so he's even one age removed from that 28 cliff that you gave us that stat on the last episode. So that's where my reservations are. I think if Jonathan Taylor shows up to, you know, shows up and he's healthy, he's undoubtedly the pick here, but still question marks there. Uh, I could go two wide receiver stack, but I have fears that I won't get a top tier running back. So with that being said, I am going to reach a little bit and I am going to go with a running back because I'm worried that I won't get a cream of the crop running back coming back to me. I am going to take Tony Pollard. Give me Malik Davis all day long. If that's my competition, Tony Pollard, RB1. Um, you guys have made it very easy for me. I don't even know what, what else to say. I'm going Garrett Wilson here. It's going to have a phenomenal year. It's two two stud wide receivers right off the bat. Yep. Nice. All right. So that makes it tough for me. Um, a lot of the receivers that I wanted are no longer than there, and um, at least in the top two pick. Um, so you know what? I am actually going to go running back heavy. Uh, Derrick Henry is still there. I understand that he is. Um, you know getting older at 29, but there's his, uh, you know, his backup there that I could possibly handcuff later on. So I am okay with going with a Derek Henry uh, and loading my running backs. Yeah. I mean, a guy who's was going what top five every year for the last seven years you get in the second round. That's probably a pretty good value if he plays like he has always plays, but uh, with the age cliff at the running back, it's just one year and they're, and it's like, you're over the hill, right? So it's just a matter right. of when it's going to happen, but show it. You're back on the clock here. Uh, some guys that have gone in the third round, Higgins, Olave, Gibson, Harris are gone as Stevenson is. And then a tight end, Mark Andrews is off the board. Yeah. So I went two running backs in the first two rounds. So now I'm thinking I have to go receiver. Um, my choices are DK Metcalf, Devonte Smith, um, there is uh, Debo Samuel, Calvin Ridley. I do like Calvin Ridley um, for the Jaguars. I don't like Devontae Smith because I just think that he's not going to be consistent enough on a week-to-week basis. Um, so out of all these guys, I am going with DK Metcalf. I, I like DK Metcalf. Um, you know, starting off the season, you have competition with JS, oh, you know, Lockett and JSN hurt a little bit. So for me, DK Metcalf, I think he'll be able to produce on a consistent basis. Um, so I'm going with DK. Yeah, that's a good pick, actually, because um, JSN's injury is not as little as people think it is. That's a huge misconception. It's a wrist injury and a wide receiver. Put two and two together. That's going to be a while. Um, so that's a solid pick. Um yeah, I, I just don't care for running backs, man. I just, I don't care. I'm going to get 30 points from Tyreek Hill, maybe 20 from Garrett Wilson. And I am not as scared of Devontae Smith as you are. Uh, Devontae Smith has been, he's a lot of uh, cornerbacks have come out and said he's the best wide receiver in football. Like that's coming from cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has the, there is no floor for this man. The only floor is he's in a high powered offense and uh, they're a run first offense. Uh, but looking at all the other choices there, um, the, if you look at the last four or five weeks of last year, um, even with AJ Brown getting 20 points, there was there was weeks where Devontae Smith had like 27 points. Uh, this is up and coming player. He could easily take over, you know, Jamar Chase's role, even Justin Jefferson's role. Uh, it's just the situation of the type of offense they're running where Chase and Jefferson can get fed constantly. Devontae Smith will not be able to be fed as much, but he's just as skilled to get open. And I am not really afraid of pulling that trigger at this point. 
And at, at, as of right now, he's your flex spot. So that is a solid. That's pick. that's the biggest right. thing. It's all about how your how's your roster constructed. Trevor taking Devontae as his wide receiver one, a lot more reservations when he's the wide receiver two on his own team. But you getting him as your flex receiver, I mean, dude, that's an absolute. Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's another thing. Before you pick Sweetheart, um, I personally don't look at my sheet as a quarterback spot, wide receiver spot, flex spot, wide receiver one, running back one, running back. I don't look at it like that. I have ne- never have really. It's just about how many points can I generate per draft pick. And um, if I can fill in those spots by doing that, that's all that really matters. So whether it's three wide receivers, three running backs right off the bat, am I going to get my 60 points from my first three picks and looking solid as any other team right now in order to get those points? Yeah, no, definitely. Let's see when you come back where the running back spots land at the end of the draft. But uh, have me here at the third round, Cooper Cup and Pollard on my squad. Um I could go either way here. I could go another running back. I could go another receiver. Not really a name I love on the board. I'm in a little bit of a dilemma because I do like ETN, but my goal is I also wanted Calvin Ridley as my wide receiver too. Do I load up on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Am I all in on that offense? Ah, I don't know, man. It, I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's quite there yet. Um, it's not sexy. I could go Joe Mixon here. Joe Mixon's still their RB1. He's in a great offense. Samaj P. Ryan's gone. They said they're saying Chris Evans is going to be their third down back who they've, you know, flaunted for two seasons and he's caught like one pass and they've been like, this is the guy and he doesn't do anything. So I don't know. I mean, he's not sexy, but he is there. So I could go Mixon, but I think because of ETN's pass catching upside there, um, I, I will go ETN. I'm just buying into the Jaguars hype uh, this season to take the next step. Debo Samuel is gone. Ken Walker goes. Mixon and Lamar go. You have Brees Hall. And then obviously right before me, I wanted Calvin Ridley and he is gone. So I am here with Cooper Cup, Pollard, and ETN. I could go a running back here to have three running backs. I could go receiver here to get my second receiver. I mean, Joe Burrow still on the board, even as Herbert and Fields. Those look like the next three quarterbacks before there is a drop-off in the quarterback spot, but I am going to wait. I am not super convinced that I need to take a quarterback this early. So for me personally, uh, as my number two receiver, I am going to take Amari Cooper. I think he has a solid, solid year with Deshaun Watson coming back to form. Dude, awesome choices so far. I think everything's playing out exactly how I would want it. Um, a lot of, a lot of running backs I don't care about, but that's also because I know nobody else cares about them either, which makes me inclined to choose a lot of them, uh, because I know some things that other people may not know. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't like this player. Don't know why. Um, I've always liked this player before even his starter was uh, removed from the team. Um, for me, it's, you know, easy decision. <laughs> jump jump a few spots ahead. I don't care for Aaron Jones. I don't care for Damian Pierce. I don't care for Miles Sanders. I don't care for J.K. Dobbins. I have a three down back. I don't, I'm not worried about his competition as much as most people are. I think this is going to be playing out pretty well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see as a Vikings fan, the fact that they continue to bring in random running backs like Kareem Hunts and the Mike Davises. I don't know how convinced they are with their running back room. That's honestly my only hesitation. Yeah, but I, I, See, the, the fact that he hasn't even touched the ball in preseason tells me he's an elite category as far as what they think of him. They don't want him to get hurt. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not as worried. I, I heard that on the podcast and I was like, uh, I, I'm I'm on the opposite end of that one. Yeah, I mean, it's all about how you think, right? You could also think about it. They're not wor- they're not worried in playing them because they have no depth behind them. So if he gets hurt, then they have to bring somebody in. So uh, we'll see. I mean, again, he is the RB1 there. So with how good Dalvin Cook's been as a Viking, you would think Madison would follow suit. 
Solid. So I'm kind of in a predicament right now because I want a receiver, um, but I am not seeing any receivers that I actually like. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is there, but I am just so afraid of, um, you know, his age factor and the fact that he's in the Tennessee Titans. Um, and I am kind of shying away from him. Terry McLaurin, he's questionable. So I'm not sure if I want to go with that route. So, you know, <laughs> looking at all this, and just looking at my roster, I'm seeing a lot of quarterbacks taken out of the board. So one guy I really like, I really Here like comes Fields. is Justin Fields. So <laughs> I am going with Justin Fields. Solid. Burrow goes right after him. More Allen. Yeah. Hopkins goes. Hawkinson, a little too early. Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders. You have Damian Pierce going. Kittle, another tight end off the board. Dobbins, London, McLaurin. And now we're back to you, Chauvet. One quarterback went after you. So in theory, maybe you could have waited to get one of the cream of the crop guys this round, but you went field last round. Yeah, so uh, got to go receiver here. Uh, top guy on the board for me is Jerry Judy. He is questionable. Not really sure about his injury. Um, and um, I think the only other option, Chris Godwin is there. Brandon Ayuk is there. Ayuk kind of like, he, he, he gets you touchdowns, but then he doesn't have enough targets, in my opinion, for to be consistent. So um, I am going to go with uh, Christian Watson as my number two receiver. A lot of upside. A lot of upside. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked how he's getting picked after Terry McLaurin and Drake London. and But that's the CPU for you. Um, all right, I guess I'm taking this one home, guys. There's just just starting five is just a bunch of starters doing starter things. There's already like 100 points on the board. I'm just I don't even know if I need to continue drafting right now. Solid, solid squad. Um, so Shashot takes Rashad White as his RB two. Got 100 percent of all of the first team snaps in preseason. Um, so we'll see how Baker can dump the ball off to him. So I am here with two receivers, two oh, running backs. Oh. Also, real quick before we before you draft your pick, um, Hawkinson is having some issues. I've heard recently. Um, so it's it, I know you mentioned he's getting drafted a little early, and I'm also on board with that fear because there may be some inner ear stuff going on. He's got like some vertigo issues. Vikings have lost players in the past with troubles in their head, um, i.e., um, what's his name? Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. So you know. Players like that, you do not want to draft this early, especially because um, they may not even play. There, there is a chance that Hawkinson could not play. I know I'm being a little over dramatic, but with your fourth pick, you don't want somebody that hasn't even seen the field yet. Not just for like possible holdout reasons, but there's been like ear pain concerns and now like dizziness concerns. So just be aware of drafting players that early. Yeah, he had an inner ear thing all off season, so he was he sat out all of OTAs and everything. And people were like, "Well, is it because he wants a contract extension?" Um, so we don't really know. He hasn't gotten an extension. They've come out and said he wants to be the highest paid tight end, which, I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's the highest paid tight end quality. So they're they're almost in a weird situation where they can franchise tag him, or they could look to trade him because they have enough depth behind him. And if he's going to ask for as much as he's asking for, you really don't know. So is it the injury? Is it the contract? Is it a mixture of both? Like you said, fourth round for a guy, you just don't even know what you're going to get from uh, a little bit of a reach, but that is the CPU for you. Um, so for me here, um, tough spot. I could get Herbert. Herbert to me is the last line of top tier quarterbacks. Still think I'm going to personally wait on quarterback. Uh, Jerry Judy. I did love, 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 especially as a flex wide receiver, but his injury is just more of a concern to me than, I, I mean, I wish I had. So I'm looking here. There's a running back three. I like Cam Akers. I mean, until 
there's another running back on the roster that we think are going to get is going to take carries away from him. He's an RB one for the Rams. Um, or, or I could go tight end. I'm very, very big on this guy this year. I think he's going to have a monster year. Just give it to me. I'll take Darren Waller here in the fifth round. Yeah, solid pick. He's been literally their number one wide receiver in all of offseason. There's been like a target share of more than 20% in each of those drives. It's just that he's going to get the ball. Yeah, man, I feel pretty good about Darren Waller this year. I mean, I th- if anything, like we talked about our tight end rankings, I think Hawkinson takes that dip and Wall- Waller has a chance to really be that top three. Um, but I'm back on the board now. I've got a tight end. I still don't have a quarterback. I could go basically any which way here. Best player available. Trevor Lawrence is still on the board. Um, I do have ETN, so I would really, really be double dipping in the Jags offense. Maybe that shouldn't be as much of a fear to me as it seems to be. So I'm, I'm still going to continue to wait. Uh, I am going to do it. I'm going to take a guy that is suspended for three weeks, but when he comes back, he is 28 years old and going to catch passes from Derek Carr. So I will take Alvin Kamara as my number three running back. Nice. Yeah. I had him last year. was a little fearful of his play then. Hopefully this year they're, Derek Carr changes some things there. Um, Similar situation with the supposed to be Alvin Kamara. DeAndre Swift is still on the board. Their usage is just not good. He should be going before players like even Waddle and even Josh Allen, but he's not because of this offense, and there's just too many mouths to feed. They just don't care enough to give enough targets. So I'm going to have to stay away from that. Um, T-Law's on the board. Um, Again, points-wise, you know, him versus – players six more picks from now probably similar output ish um i have a lot of uh places to still fill tight end i'm gonna wait gonna have to take that l every draft i try to be like "Mm, let me get a tight end a little bit early but again the drop off is just too much for me to dabble into i could go into the bench a little bit now which i think i may have to um because these other positions i just do not there's just too many mouths there's too many players available. And I think some of these players are going to be available on the way back. Um, let's just get the backups rolling. Wow. James okay. Cook. <laughs> yeah. Before Dalvin Cook, before Swift, before Williams, who are probably going to get, you know, more touches early. Um, I am on board with James Cook. I still don't think the amount of volume is going to be there. I, I don't think they're going to use them as a three down back early on, at least. Um, they're still going to go with their normal offense, right? The, the offense doesn't change because James Cook got better. Josh Allen's still going to run Josh Allen offense. That's a premium arm there. They're not going to go to um, running more because of that. Um, so I think the, the volume goes up a little bit, nothing crazy, but it's enough It's enough to be enticed to draft him in the sixth round uh, because what if, right? What if? Uh, Madison, like, like, like half of us, it's like a split almost with, with Madison. I'm not so concerned, but if there is concerns, um, there's a James cook right there getting ready to take that spot. Yeah. I mean, this is one of my fears of going with like heavy running backs in the beginning, because the guys who I feel that I want to get James cook, um, you know, they, yeah, uh, Connor, they're like, not going to play for you. They're, not, they're just, yeah, they're not going to be there starting week one and they're just not going to be available in the draft. Um, and so for me right now, I'm looking at my team. I'm like, man, I just do not like the right wide receivers as much, um, right now. So, um, if I was going into this draft, I would try to find a receiver that I'm like, okay, maybe there's something that could happen to, to me to kind of resurrect this team. And I'm looking at two players right now. I see Marquise Brown and I see George Pickens and Marquise Brown. Um, he's going to be the wide receiver one, you know, uh, the guy who's going to, you know, get 
uh, get most of the target share on that team, but it's the Arizona Cardinals. So that kind of worries me a little bit. And I think George Pickens in year two right now, sky's the limit for him, man. He can get some targets. Pick, uh, Pickett can throw the ball deep as well, uh, target him. So I am actually going to reach here and uh, try to resurrect my receiving core and draft George Pickens. I like that. You're playing with a lot of guys who have tremendous upside, right? Christian Watson, George Pickens could be booms. Uh, but you're also fearful that there is a possibility that those also could have dud weeks as well. But it comes right back to you. So it comes right back to me. And right before you choose your next guy, I think you could have gotten Pickens here too. So if if you wanted if you wanted yeah. any of these guys earlier than that, uh, you could have had them like Evans and then got Pickens afterwards. But you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it was it was between Marquise Brown or um, Pickett for Pickens for me. It was <laughs> and the now you can I, snag him. and now I can go out and get Hollywood Brown. Um, right now. So that's kind of what the thought process was. But I'm kind of looking at some of these other guys too. You know, I could go with Marquise Brown. I certainly could. Or I can look elsewhere. Um, I'm seeing JSN, Jordan Addison, and I'm seeing Jahan Dotson, who I really like this year. So I am actually going to reach Jahan Dotson. I think the quarterback uh, at, at with the commanders and Sam, uh, Sam Howell, right, um, is a lot better. And he's proven to be a um, you know, an accurate quarterback. His, his completion percentage is really good. So I like Jahan Dotson this year. Terry McLaurin, it looks like it might be injured as well. So Jahan Dotson is going to be my pick. Trying to see if I can get some home runs here. Nice. Uh, solid pick. I would have probably taken him uh, if you hadn't taken him. Um, but I will be taking Marquise Brown. So we basically traded right there. So solid. solid. Makes, makes my life easy as well. I will take Deontay Johnson. Nice comes back around to me still looking for quarterback here uh cooper cup amari cooper deontay johnson tony pollard etn camara darren waller so who is a quarterback on the board tua is still on the board we're in the eighth round here the problem with waiting on quarterbacks like you would in real leagues is the cpu doesn't give a shit if they've already drafted a quarterback so they will <laughs> they got, go two quarterbacks yeah so it could get thin quick that got picked taken right before my pick so that leaves me with tua Rodgers, or I could just go, you know what? I'm all in and go Anthony Richardson uh, and, and see what the uh, potential opportunity could be for him. Other guys on the board, I mean, JSN, questionable with the injury, don't love it. I do like Addison, but I'm looking at my wide receiver room and I just, I'm fearful that there's really not a world where unless he is insane, I start him in my roster uh, as a potential number three receiver on his own team, maybe four if Hawkinson signs a deal. Uh, and then you're looking at some other guys that are just, you know, flyers. I like Gabe Davis. Uh, we know the boomer bust potential there. Mike Thomas, could he resurge? Certainly, but I have Kamara, who's another old guy on the same team that I'm expecting to resurge. So it makes me more hesitant to draft him. A uh, couple of guys lower than that that I love, but I'm I'm not quite there yet to reach. So um, for me personally, I will go ahead and take Anthony Richardson here. Yeah. Nice. That's fun. It's going to be a fun, fun Sunday for you. Um. So you guys know, we just had a whole episode about the philosophy of drafting personally for me. I am not here for a good time. I'm here for a long time. We are going to stack up this roster so we do not get derailed at any point. Going with another oh. starting running back. And we are here. Him. Playoffs is now a thing. It is playoff mode activated. Solid, solid. Okay. All right. Um, What am I going to do? Man, I took my guy. Um, So... I'm looking at this roster and I'm thinking like, I don't have a tight end yet. And um, I, I want to try to get another tight end later on down the line, trying to get some two tight end situation. 
And uh, I don't hate Pat Firemuth this year. I think Pat Firemuth with Pickett. I'm just I'm just bought in on the Steelers right now, honestly. So for that reason, I'm gonna go with the tight end Pat Firemuth. It must be fun when your team actually plays their starters in preseason against very vanilla defenses. It, oh, gives, man, you hope. it gives you hope that your fun. team is actually doing good. And then you realize that all the defenses play a base shell, don't blitz, don't do anything cool. And then you see some teams just don't even play their starters at all. So it's yeah. like, man, where is preseason really gone? And how much can you really take away from it? No, 100%. I, then, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not just about Pat Fryermuth. It's about just having that tight end there for me just in case this guy is not available, who's a guy that's going to be playing potentially receiver position, um, not even tight tight end. So I'm going to go ahead and draft two tight ends back-to-back. Damn! And, uh, you know, just in case Fryermuth and that, you know, the defense isn't good enough, we've got Dalton Kincaid that can play tight end position as a receiver. Yeah, quick little insurance for you in the very next round. I like it. Just, I have no words. <laughs> I have no words. I just, I, I can't wait for this actual draft because there's three human beings right now and we're doing a pretty good job of like, you know, picking things the way we like it and everything. And all this other stuff is just random and just like chaos. Yeah. Like if you look at team one, he drafted five running backs in a row. <laughs> just Dude. like with, I think with uh, team three or there was another one that also da- drafted like, it was just, just a weird draft. I mean, it happens. We could honestly argue that Shashot's team is CPU because he's got three receivers in a row, right? But look at team six, went three running backs, team eight, went three receivers. So it does happen. Like you said, maybe team one is just BPAing or just loading up their bench. Five in a row. I don't know about that (laughs) one. It's massive. That is a lot. Um, But okay. Um, All right. So it's back to me. Um, I have a solid core. I mean, I, I don't see myself... Uh, you know, using early free agent picks anymore. There's enough to go around for everybody. Uh, a lot of potential down there waiting to go off as well. So, you know, quarterback I could pick, but is we are going to pick a quarterback that I would want right now and derail my team? Probably not. Tight end. Um, if, if you're not getting everybody up to Dalton T- Kincaid, I personally don't even care if I don't even draft the uh, tight end at all. Um, so let's, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Rashard Penny. I want no part of that uh, running back situation. Um, you know, yeah. So none of these players would be playing for me. So I'm going to stay away from that area. Wide receivers. I don't know who I would ever start at this point, but the upside is what tickles my balls. And I think the upside here with some of these players, uh, I'm going to grab one more that I believe could end up being number one overall and trade values just on deck on my team already. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, reach a little bit. Um, reach a little bit and go with the Elijah anticipation. Moore. There it is. Elijah Moore traded to the Cleveland Browns, wide receiver two potentially in the slot. That Solid. puts me back on the board here. I will go with my favorite receiver in the rookie class, Zay Flowers. Come on down. Tua gets drafted nice. right after me. Quentin Johnson. Rodgers is gone. Shashot. You get your quarterback because I'm not going to take him. I don't know what quarterback you're talking about. Your quarterback. You get your oh. quarterback. So you got me here coming back around. Uh, got a quarterback. Got what? Three running backs, four receivers, a tight end. I'm um, looking at best player available. Don't love Juju in that offense. I do like Samaje if Javante is really, you know, coming back from that injury and not all himself. Uh, I like Samaje as a pass catcher as well. 
Devon A-Chain, super speed, but just too small for an NFL running back, in my opinion. So he's just going to continue to get hurt. And Miami's running back group is kind of sus. Uh, if anything, I would probably go down and take Raheem Mostert uh, because he's probably going to be the starter until A-Chain uh, comes back from injury. So it, it is kind of thin here. I could continue to build my roster out uh, from, for some depth, some running backs that I like that, you know, have some possibility to become starters as the season progresses or, you know, fight for some playing time. Uh, I will take a running back off the board here. Give me Jalen Warren. Nice. Solid potential there. Um, okay. Uh, it's pretty easy for me. I still can't believe I'm going to get a top five quarterback in the 10th round, but I'm going with Geno Smith. Uh, wide receivers galore. I mean, probably the best rookie wide receiver I've ever seen in my life. Going to come back after this injury. Uh, it's just the one, it's one bone that's fractured in the uh, wrist. Those are carpal bones. They take time to heal, but once you come back from it, you're back to normal. Uh, there's just too many weapons. Second year playing with these guys. It's just, it's going to be great. <laughs> and he's got a running back situation where there's just too many mouths of feedback there. It's going to be a solid offense. And I can't believe some of these quarterbacks, like, you know, I mean, all the quarterbacks that have gone so far makes sense, but um, that, that's what the drop off for me after Geno Smith, I don't even want any of these quarterbacks. It would have been miserable if you would have picked Geno Smith there. So uh, super happy. I wish I could just keep this team for all my leagues right now. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both picks I think were great. Um, so for me right now, I'm looking at my team and I think that, uh, my concerns with Derek Henry are for real. So I want to get his backup and, uh, Ty J Spears looks like be the guy that looking pretty good on preseason. So I'm going to go ahead and get my handcuff right away so that, you know, Riaz or anyone else as a Titans fans don't come in and scoop him. That's fair. That's fair. Much respect, man. Handcuffing in the 10th round. <laughs> So there goes Kirk Cousins. Now we're basically at, you know, hopefully no other quarterbacks get drafted because none of the quarterbacks should get drafted. You're seeing a lot of young guys, Rashad Bateman, Tank, Tank Bigsby, Jamal Williams, uh, Sky Moore, Damian Harris from Buffalo. Shove it, you're back on the clock here in the 11th round. Yeah, back on the clock. I'm not looking at any of the defenses, any of the kickers. Now I'm just trying to see if I can get some, you know, someone who will um, be outstanding, you know, come out of uh, the cream of the crop, I guess, you know, and uh, I, I like uh, either rookie or sophomore receivers. And one guy I really do like is Jalen Hyatt for the uh, the Giants. I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, he could be potentially wide receiver one. I think he might be wide receiver one on that team right now. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and draft him in, in hopes that maybe that, that something can come out of that. Another big home run hitting deep threat. Sensing a theme on your team. For sure. <laughs> um okay uh yeah everything's pretty peachy right now nothing it's just about you know hitting home runs at this point or securing your backups uh i have backups for my backups i play for other teams already so i'm not even concerned about that um gonna gonna start looking a little bit more towards the rookie class at this point um you know, the Camara situation worries me a little bit just because Kendra Miller, when he did play this last uh, game, he like balled out, especially with that diving catch at the end. We can we know he can catch. Um, and my backups aren't as good as Kendra Miller right now. So I think I might have to go him at this point because uh, I don't see the upside with any other rookie running backs. There's Roshan Johnson. He's got a lot of room to go before he gets to Khalil Herbert. There's Deuce Vaughn. He's too tiny. Um, there's Chase Brown, Evan Hull. 
Um, Evan Hull possibly, right? But they already have a running back in their quarterback. So um, I don't see that working out. The best rookie running back available for me right now is Kendra Miller. So I'm going to have to go with that pick. That's fair. That leaves me the guy you just mentioned that I'm going to take because I think he will start by the end of the year. Roshan Johnson, come on down. Behind Bijan Robinson, basically the best draft prospect since Saquon didn't get to play much at Texas. He can do everything. Khalil Herbert's been in the league for a while. Montgomery has never given up his starting spot. So uh, I do think there's some upside with Roshan Johnson. So in the 11th round, I'll take a flyer there. Uh, that puts me back on the clock. Two tight ends go right after I pick. And the first defense is off the board in the 12th round, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, what's funny is best player available. The second best player is Justin Tucker. So I could go kicker in the 12th round, but I think that's stupid. So let's see what we got for depth. Uh, I'm looking at some receivers here. Um, still not completely convinced, to be honest with you, that you know Christian Watson had the crazy awesome season he did last year. Don't get me wrong. He came out of North Dakota State, a school that literally plays nobody, right? He was known for having crazy athleticism, but he wasn't good at running routes. He had drop problems, which we saw the first game of the season. And now he doesn't have the most, the best Hall of Fame quarterback of all time. He's got a nobody. And personally, I think this guy, there's just as equally a chance that this guy becomes their number one receiver or equally relevant to Christian Watson. So I will take Romeo Dobbs here in the 12th round. Nice. I was looking into him heavily in all of my mocks. Um, he does have a hamstring injury. I don't know how bad it is. It's probably not that bad. They're probably just sitting him out because it's the last preseason game. I hate that they lie to us with all these injuries nowadays. I'm not sure what's really going on, but hamstring on court wide receivers are a little bit more worrisome than other positions. Um, yeah, it's time. I don't really have any choices anymore. I've already filled up my whole team besides a quarterback and a tight end. I don't think I'm going to get a kicker or a defense if um, that situation comes up. Uh, right now, I think I'm just going to um, go with Sam Laporta. It's a starting tight end, getting in here with your third last pick. Some people have already drafted two tight ends. So I think I'm, this must be a pick for me. I can't really mess this up. If somebody else gets him, then I'm in deep trouble. So um, starters all around. Solid, solid. All right. Um, this is, you know, going to be the last pick that I can get without that. That is not a kicker or a defense. So sticking with the home run, um, theme here. And, and I think this guy is going to be not really a home run, but just a consistent guy that can get the ball. Um, so I am going with tank Dell here. Um, the guy from Houston Texans receiver uh, loved what his preseason uh, was, you know, just the production that he had. And I think he's just going to be a guy that takes over the Brandon Cooks role that Cooks had last year. He's a great route runner, man. It's just his size, but he gets open. And yep. if he stays healthy, um, the rookie quarterback is going to need somebody that gets open quick. So I like that pick and you're, you're right back on the clock. Shrove. Right back on the clock. And so now I got to go defense. And the only defense that I have been targeting this whole time has been the team that's the best one up there for you. <laughs> You've done nothing but talk about them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there it is. The Minnesota Vikings defense. Oh, Plain my God. The Tampa Bay wow. Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield. Give me that all day. And you, you could have just picked them up. You didn't even have to. There's no way no anybody else is drafting the Vikings defense of it. Unless it, the CPU may, but I can tell you right now, 10-team league, nobody's taking the Vikings defense. You can pick them Listen, up. Man. You guys are right after me. I don't trust y'all. All right. Yeah, and like, I got to go ahead and get it before you guys get him. <laughs> you couldn't yeah, even probably. I... Go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I'm just saying, like, I'm not so sure about this Baker Mayfield being a disaster in this situation. He's had time to practice with this team for more time than any of these other places he's been to so far. He doesn't have competition. Trask is not starting. The other places he went to, he had to kind of battle it out, didn't get all the first team reps. Still a first overall draft pick. I'm not so sure I'm that confident in deploying a Vikings offense, which was bottom three last year in week one. I can I remember when we did our defense episode, I have them in my top 10 or top 12 or whatever, um, but that's going to take some time. It, I would love to see this flourish with um, our new uh, offensive Lord. defensive coordinator, but um, I, I just it's that's risky. That's one of the that's ballsy as hell. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I'm, here, I'm here for it. There's just been one preseason game, and it, yes, it was the last game uh, where Baker Mayfield had, you know, a decent game. But other than that, I mean, it's been atrocious. And the fact that you guys got Brian Flores this year, you know, running that 4-3 defense, I think that's going to, um, you know, speak volumes against what your defense can be. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just think week one should be easy matchup. It should be an easy way for the Vikings to come up on let me, let me paint a different picture for you. Let's not think about Baker Mayfield. Let's think about the fact that they have Mike Evans, who has 10 years of 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Let's think about the fact that they have Chris Godwin, who is another perennial, you know, just as good a receiver as Mike Evans. And then let's think about our cornerback class. Shovet, I'll give you $20 right now if you can name one cornerback that's starting for the Minnesota Vikings. Booth? He's not starting, no. so nice try. He's like our yeah, fifth starting. string. He's He might not even make the 53. He might not so, make the team. Yeah, yeah. so... Just to paint you a different picture, who the fuck is covering these amazing receivers that they have? Nobody. Literally nobody. So yes, Flores can drop as many blitzes and things like that as possible, but when I'm getting a 50-50 jump ball to Mike Evans and the guys covering him are, you know, me, maybe? Like, yeah, I, I am so, a little worried. So so the, the talk with the Vikings defense is not about... So last year we allowed, like, close to 28 points a game, right? Like, poor, piss poor, like, you can't... That's terrible. Um the point here is they're still going to allow that many points, but the, the chances of making big plays on the defense skyrockets with Flores. It's just a whole new defense. doesn't mean the players get better. Yes, some players will get better. You know, the middle, we lost core defensive players, a lot of them, um, a lot of superstars we lost. Um, so we have, uh, you know, um, Harrison Smith still back there kind of like, managing the situation but the cornerbacks are just so young and so bad they're going to get scored on so you drafting the vikings is more on the basis of turnovers uh, causing touchdowns uh, on the defensive end but allowing points wise that's the only thing that's stopping me because i haven't seen that improve i've only seen that get worse so they're still going to allow a significant amount of points fair um, i just don't believe in baker mayfield still but we'll see yeah th that's the other point is like I believe in Baker Mayfield more than most at this point. There's just too much talent, um, and the situation is better than most people think. But we will see how that plays out. Um, all right, speaking of Baker Mayfield, uh, I will not be drafting him, but I will be getting Daniel Jones uh, at this point right here. Um, it just makes sense, right? Getting your two quarterbacks in your last five picks, uh, but one of them is a top-five quarterback. One of them can be a top-five quarterback. Um, he's getting Darren Waller to play with now. Saquon's still back there. And a lot of young rec receivers that people just don't really know about. If I told you to name me three wide receivers on the Giants, people probably can't do that. So, um, you know, with these up-and-coming receivers stretching the field, still has Shepard back, uh, who's always been reliable. I think this offense takes the next-level approach this year, and I think Daniel Jones is going to surprise a lot of people. I'll keep mine easy. Take in a number one receiver in the 13th round. Sign me up. Nico Collins, come on down. 
And we're right back to me, which is, this is cool. I don't have to take a kicker and defense and sleeper. That's awesome. So I can end my draft without a kicker or defense and just have to pick one up. Yep. Pretty interesting. Okay. Well, then in that case, I will take another rookie that I think has some upside. Give me Rasheed Rice, receiver for the Chiefs. Still waiting for a receiver to become the receiver for the Chiefs after Tyreek Hill. Going to continue to take swings until somebody decides to be that guy. So Rasheed Rice, you're the newest guy. Come on down. Um, and with my last pick, um, I have five receivers, but I'm going to make it six. Um, I don't want a kicker or a defense. Uh, wait till much closer to game time for all of that uh, weather news and who's hurt, who's not hurt news. So I'm going to go with more safetyness. Um, have a ton of running backs. There's they're all starters. Don't even uh, besides Kendra Miller, but he's probably never going to see the field. Um, the only thing I can really do is get another tight end to back up Laporta, but I don't see that happening. He didn't get hurt in uh, college. I can do that later on if that does happen. No need to back that up at this point. Um, I think um, at this point, I'm just going to get another receiver. Um, and if Garoppolo can't do what we probably think he can't do, which is throw the ball deep to Adams, that's, those numbers are going to fall down on both ends there which means he's going to do what he's always been doing. And that's throw five yard, 10 yard routes. And Jacoby Myers is here. New shiny toy to get up the yakage, big yak energy. Solid, solid. All right. So for me, um, yeah, you know, I won't go kicker either. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can get some home run hitters here. And the guy I'm looking at is Jonathan Mingo could potentially be a wide receiver one for Bryce young. If he has, um, you know, if Bryce young can prove to be a good quarterback, uh, and so I'm going to go with Jonathan Mingo because sky's the limit for that. Game. Beautiful. That does look like it wraps up the draft here. Um, you can click on basically roster, I think, to look at your roster. Uh, let's run through it. I'll run through my roster real quick. I have Anthony Richardson as my quarterback. So right there, it's either he's good or my team sucks. But the good thing is I can get a Jared Goff come on my team from the free agency. Uh, Russell Wilson, if he resurges, gets 15 points a game, I can pick him up. So uh, playing with fire here, but you know, the goal is to win. So I got Anthony Richardson, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne are my running backs. I have Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper as my receivers. Darren Waller is my tight end. Flex spots pretty open right now. Alvin Kamara, Deontay Johnson, uh, either way, but then my bench is basically a bunch of young guys. Zay Flowers, Jalen Warren, Roshan Johnson, Romeo Dobbs, Nico Collins, and Rasheed rice no defense no kicker nice that's a solid team that should be a lot of dubs there uh especially if richardson goes off if richardson is you know as good as justin fields then the sky's a limit um next up is my team i don't want to cut you off but that's the whole idea behind this is if he's justin fields which justin fields last year showed virtually nothing from a passing perspective and was still fantasy what quarterback three so he like the upside for this guy to literally, he was a suckier passer coming out of college. So field is, he's the exception, right? Don't get me wrong, but the blueprint to be successful in fantasy has been out there now. And Richardson gets the offensive coordinator of Jalen hurts when Jalen hurts took that leap as his head coach now. Right? So the infrastructure to me is they're going to make this offense. Not like you're going to have to drop back and throw the football. They're going to be like, let's use what you're good at. Similar to what Steichen did with hurts. And so that's why I'm more bought in on this, despite the fact that he, you know, right now his accuracy is in, you know, deep, deep question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I would have, Easy snag there. Uh, probably would have waited a little bit to see if he come, came back to me, but that's an easy fantasy pick by far. Like just 
there's just going to be points. You will never have a game where he has like six points as, you know, some of these other quarterbacks, Jared Goff could do that. Kirk Cousins could do that. You know, it's the floor is just way too high to not believe in stuff like this, but passing wise, you're, you're absolutely right. He was like the, like the number three worst passer in college football or something. It was something really low, but we don't, we don't care about that stuff when it comes to fantasy. He's got a Jalen Hurts offense, anything. The sky's the limit. Sky is the official limit for that guy. Um, so I don't have very many, uh, crazy, um, uh, potential players on my team. I just have things that I've seen happen and things that I know will happen. Um, some of the positions to start off quarterback, Geno Smith, you know, not a sexy person for many people, for many reasons, you know, he was a backup his whole career comes back and now he's all of a sudden has a couple of years under his belt. Is that believable? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, The weapons are just too many. You could throw anybody in this quarterback position and they would flourish. Uh, And he can run too in certain situations. So that's like 40 yards on the ground that you wouldn't get from another player. Like, you know, let's say a Herbert, unless Herbert starts running the ball out of nowhere, all of a sudden Um, that's just one thing that he has a slight edge and he goes so much lower than Herbert um, that I just had to grab him. Um, Alexander Madison already talked about this. Rashard White already talked about it. Those are starting running backs with no nobody to uh, nobody fighting for their jobs at this point. Yeah, there's players coming in, they're bringing in players, but they do that for pretty much every player on every team. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Garrett Wilson are the other two guys. Those are my first two picks. Nothing to be said. I expect 40 points minimum every week from those guys. Laporta starting tight end plays lights out has the hands of just as good as any other tight end not named Travis Kelsey drafting him in the 12th round is going to be just I don't even know what to say uh Devontae Smith your third pick is now your flex um nothing to be said there either um and then bunch of backups who are going to be starters or are current starters Marquise Brown we've seen what he does when there's nobody else fighting for his job uh that's like 10 targets minimum James Cook up and coming could easily take number one running back role if he sees a three down workload. Um, Khalil Herbert, pretty high on this guy. He's always ate up Montgomery every time I had him, and he has the potential to be a superstar as well. Elijah Moore also has potential to be a superstar. Kendra Miller, if he starts doing good right off the bat, I don't see them just turning off the fire because uh, someone else is coming in. Uh, Daniel Jones, I talked about him, could be a top five quarterback. Jacoby Myers, it's Garoppolo, bro. Like he's going to catch like 80 passes minimum. Solid. Yeah, no, that's just, that's a solid team. I think a consistency. I mean, you got the three-headed monsters, Tyreek Hill, Wilson, and Devontae Smith. And uh, and then you have potential running backs that can start. So you are set up for success. Uh, yeah, looking at my team, uh, I've got, you know, the two running backs that I start off with. So I'm like, I'm pretty confident about that. My concern about this team is that if there's any injuries with the running backs, yeah, I, yeah, I have I have Derek Henry's backup, uh, Ty J Spears, uh, but Saquon Barkley's backup, I didn't target him for the uh, handcuff because honestly, like you, you can put anyone else back there, it's just not going to be the same as Saquon, um, just from like previous experiences of having Sa- Saquon and his backups. Uh, I do like my receiving core now. Uh, that was my big thing going into this draft. I was like, I need someone uh, or you know guys that will step up and potentially take away the right wide receiver one uh, responsibilities on that team or just command a lot of uh, you know opportunities. And I think Pickens is one of those guys, and Dotson is uh, also another those guys, another one of those guys. So I'm hoping that they will um, you know step up and be uh, more involved into the offense than they were last year. 
Um, and then I've got some, you know, um, uh, Dalton Kincaid potentials as well. A lot of potentials on my team, not guys that I would say would make a direct impact week one, but I'm playing the long game and hoping that this team uh, with, you know, Justin Fields, Watson, Pickens, Dotsons, Muth, Kincaid, um, it can, can, you know, be something of material throughout the course of fantasy football. Yeah, again, a lot of a lot of upside picks is kind of the story for you. You have surefire running backs, I mean, on paper, right? So you should right. at least have some stability in the running back room so it allows you flexibility with how you want to start your receivers. Uh, I would say your floor is there with Barkley, Henry, and Field, right? So it's all about, do you want somebody, do you want receivers that have floors? Like, you know, Metcalf's probably going to have a consistent floor every week with no JSN. Or you have Watson and Pickens and even Dotson who have tremendous upside, but we're not quite sure what those floors are. But if any of those three are wide receiver ones or twos that have consistent floors, then all of a sudden you're like first five picks look, you know, your top five is pretty solid. So uh, I'd say overall pretty good. I mean, if I had to grade it, I think, showed having those top three receivers, just having Devontae Smith as your flex is pretty much a huge, huge win, in my opinion. Uh, so I'd say, you know, starting off really, really strong there. So personally, I would probably give the edge to him in terms of the overall structure of the team. Um, but again, question marks on the running backs. We could see how, like, a lot of these running backs are starting running backs, but at the end of the year, they could not be, right? That's the whole idea of you get a Eckler, McCaffrey, Bijan, Barkley, you know, unless they're hurt from starting week one to week 17, they're the guy. But as you get down the list, you never know if that's the guy or not. But um, personally, if I had to grade it, I think Shud has the best team. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of potentials on the running backs, but the running backs have to step up. I do like that Khalil Herbert pick. That That's a, you know, he's going to be the RB1 um, and getting him in the eighth round with solid. Um, I yeah, mean, I, I mean, first of all, I, I want to go in every draft trying to get Tony Pollard. Um, Tony Pollard, I think, is going to overpower McCaffrey. McCaffrey's a joke to me. I laugh at that situation. He's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not, you can't take a fish and tell him to climb a tree, right? You're telling McCaffrey to play in an offense that's Kyle Shanahan based, which we've seen how it does. And we've seen the sparks of McCaffrey when it does happen, but you're not going to get the consistency that you get from a Barkley or a Henry or even a Pollard moving forward. So I think you guys did a great job grabbing those players and maybe like blessed that McCaffrey didn't fall, but McCaffrey's falling in a lot of, a lot of people I trust drafts. And it's for that same reason. Um, you know, Mitchell is no joke, man. Mitchell is no joke. He will command enough carries to make situations frustrating for McCaffrey owners. Um, and then uh, another thing uh, I want to talk about is Darren Waller. Darren Waller, Tony Pollard, and Christian Watson and George Pickens. Those four picks I absolutely love. Like I love those picks to death. The the amount of upside with all of those is just crazy. Darren Waller will probably have the best year he's ever had, um, and that's like that's that's trying to overpower his ten catches a game he had with the Raiders at some part, at some point. So the back injury is the issue, but he's saying this is what he said. He seems like an honest upcoming guy, but he says, uh, yeah, the the back pain that I've had is not an issue anymore. That is the least of my concerns. That is what he said, right? So you can only take some of that stuff as you can hear, but what we've seen on the field, plus what he said, plus what the coaches are saying, plus all these uh, exclusive people are mentioning about Waller, like. Almost 75% of my drafts, I'm leaving with Waller. I'm leaving with Pollard. And I'm leaving with Pickens for damn sure. So we'll see how all this plays out when it comes to our drafting. Christian Watson is just, it's the home run factor, dude. Look at Christian Watson and then look at everybody else above him, right? Even the best of the best. People not named Jamar Chase Jefferson and Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. I mean, dude, 
Christian Watson could easily take over Waddle. He could take over St. Brown. St. Brown's, I should I should have more respect for St. Brown. He could probably be above with those guys strictly from a reception base, but he's not a home run threat. He's not a deep threat, right? So he is lacking in that aspect as well. So if Christian Watson can get open, which he does almost every play, he will take that ball home. And if you look at every other player before him, like McLaurin, London, um, you know, Cooper, Ridley's exception, London could have a unique season because of just the deep bomb aspect of it. But these other players, man, like DJ Moore, are you fucking kidding me? He's still getting fields. DJ Moore is going to get maybe 70 catches max. We're still running the same offense, folks. Nothing's going to change. DJ Moore is not going to come in here and get 110 targets. It's just not going to happen. Everybody thinks that that, uh, sorry, everybody thinks that that, acquisition is like you know the the eagles getting aj brown right they're like oh we have this up and coming quarterback we're getting a superstar receiver and i think everyone's like moore's always been good he's never had a quarterback is this finally it but i am in lockstep with you that like what are we expecting are we expecting we're expecting too many things to happen for dj Moore's stock right you're expecting justin fields to take the leap with passing the football right like the thing that he's already done well that's shown success is running the football but you're expecting that he's going to take the leap passing you're expecting dj Moore, who's consistently played with subpar quarterbacks but he's also had a ceiling with his production so you're expecting him to take a production leap with a quarterback that you don't know for sure has thrown the football accurately in the nfl consistently right so there's two people that you're expecting to do well to progress just for dj Moore's stock he's one of the most baffling draft picks for me i'm glad you brought it up i don't understand why he gets drafted as high as he does i really don't yeah fourth round is pretty that's way too high you're getting number one receivers on other teams that actually pass the football there yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, the price is right at some price, and that right. price is Godwin. Six- You're getting Godwin two rounds later than DJ yeah. Moore. DJ Moore is going to be great. Don't get Mike me wrong. Evans even, dude. Mike Evans, right. the most disrespected receiver. Why, dude? Of, of all time, of all time, the most disrespected receiver Why? of all time. Like, well, I mean, he's just not consistent, right? Like, what? no, what? You, you shove it. You're losing all your, no, Mike, oh god, he's the only receiver in all of football that's had over a thousand yards. Describe. Okay, he is Mr. Consistent. Let's let's hear. Let's hear. Let's talk about last year on a week to week basis, right? You have these outliers that have like three touchdowns games and like really great numbers, right? But then there's games where he doesn't have that. Like, oh, you know, he doesn't produce. He's not the league uh, week winner for you that week. And and maybe that was because of Tom Brady with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he has a bigger arm. He can do that. But you cannot tell me that he was a consistent guy. No, man. In week out, it's not about one year. It's not about one year and it's not about preseasons. Those are the two things you're going to have to accept. Well, I mean, those... I'm not talking about preseasons. I'm talking about his whole year. No, last other year. things. I'll say, I'll, say, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing, Shobit. Find me. You want consistency. I get it. We all do. Everybody wants a guy that you're going to put in your lineup and is going to get 15 points every week. That's the definition of consistency. Go to Tyreek Hill's log, bro. He's getting 45 and then he gets seven. Are you sitting here bitching about Tyreek Hill getting seven? Because you know his variable outcome is that he can get you 45. We talk about consistency extrapolated over a season. For 10 years in a row, this guy's got 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards. There is no better word to describe him than consistent. So, like, I agree with you on a week-to-week basis. Jalen Waddle, the best receivers, go to their game logs. Nobody's getting, like, very few people are getting you 15 to 18 points every week. Most 
players have variable outcomes. That's the reality. But what I'm saying is you're getting Mike Evans, a wide receiver one who has 10 years of production, who's produced with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, bumblefuck nobody, not just Tom Brady. And now he's got a quarterback who's inferior to Brady. So everyone's like, oh God, like you saw how disgusting they look with Tom Brady. They're just going to be that much worse. Well, Baker's not only going to have 2000 yards passing, right? Like unless the offense just is 32nd in the league and it's an, it's an anomaly of a season. Even if he has 30 interceptions, he's still got to throw for like 3,500 yards. He's still got to throw for like 20 touchdowns. Somebody has to get that production. And I think that's what Mike Evans has proven is despite the quarterback play, Johnny fucking Manziel, Johnny fucking Manziel. This guy made Johnny Manziel into a first round draft pick. And that guy just had a documentary about how his life went upside down. Like Mike Evans makes quarterbacks better, bro. So he is consistent. Sorry. I'm off my soapbox. Go ahead. I mean, this guy is a 30 year old receiver, right? And playing with he, I mean, I saw with Tom Brady, he didn't make Tom Brady better last year, right? Oh the whole my team gosh, looked Chauvin. horrific. Like, the team was a shit show. Like, and yeah. how, is not, how is it any better now with Baker Mayfield? Like, why would you go out and get Mike Evans now with Baker Mayfield when last year Mike Evans wasn't some guy that, like... It's one year, dude. What, what, are you, what are you getting wrong here? It's one year of data. It's one year. Things can go wrong in a team in a year, and you're gonna you can't use that as the exact reason for your explanation for what has happened over the last ten years. That same team won the Super Bowl the year before, right? That same exact fucking team won the Super Bowl the year before. So what we're doing is the same thing that's happening with the Rams. Recency bias. Last year is not the only year that comes into question. And and we don't even care about any. This is fantasy football talk. That's a different conversation about team go doing good, going here six and seven, all this stuff. We're talking about production from one guy, and there's nobody else here I would bet on, right? At that level, like look at Mike Evans and look, okay, maybe Dotson, because you got him, but this is a computer generated draft, so it's a little different. I'm sure, I'm sure Mike Evans would have gone way before this in other, other, uh, in like human draft picks. Like it's just, this is crazy. Like Brandon IU going over Mike, like there's a lot of play. I just don't get, I get the disrespect. Don't get me wrong. Show it. There's a logical theory as to where his ADP is. It's because of what happened last year. And it's because they dropped in quarterback play. And now their center Ryan Jensen's out for season. So that doesn't help the offensive line. That doesn't help with the pass protection for Baker. So I'm with you. But I also still think that like, we have to remove ourselves from foot. Like the football looked disgusting. I agree with you. And this is what she showed saying football sucked, but fantasy football wise, he's like, somebody still has to catch footballs for that team. They're not just not passing the football. So then it just becomes where you're taking Evans. Is there value in getting a number one receiver who's proven year in year out that they can get it done versus guys that are either rookies that you have not even seen the production for number two receivers on offenses, et cetera. So, right. So the value, I think, The triggering thing for me is you use the word, you said Mike Evans is not consistent. And to me, if there's one word I'm ever using to describe Mike Evans in football, it is consistent. So let's go back to where this conversation first started, right? Like if we were talking about whether we would get DJ Moore or we would get Mike Evans, I am 100%. We're getting Mike Evans, right? But am I going to go and target Mike, Mike Evans? Like, no, there's, there's no way I will, I will shy away from Mike Evans because I just don't believe that he will be a guy that will win me a league this year. I get it. That's why I don't have Mike Evans on my team and I have shitload of receivers. I'm also not targeting him, but that's, I, I was just mainly talking about, look at all these receivers that went after DJ Moore that will probably get more targets than DJ Moore. That will probably get more touchdowns than DJ Moore. That's it. And, yeah. you know, DJ Moore could be a good wide receiver three for somebody, right? He could definitely be. But if you're going into your draft with somebody that's going to get, like, maximum 75 catches, bro, 
Like in the think fourth twice. round. And in the fourth round. ADP. DJ Moore went fourth round, eighth pick. Mike Evans went seventh round, sixth pick. So nobody is telling you to go into your draft and target Mike Evans, but Mike Evans is going three rounds after DJ Moore, who everybody seems to believe for believe in for some reason. And he has as many question marks as probably any other receiver on the board for where he's getting drafted. Three rounds after. And you just told me on this recording, you'd like if you had to pick one, you're taking Evans. So that's what we're that's the whole conversation here is why yeah. we're arguing for Evans is he's going I mean, three rounds also, after more. Because there's also other guys that I'm picking before Evans, right? Like I mean, yeah. like Watson, Pickens, Dotson. You you picked uh Sasa pick Mar- Marquise Brown. I would take Evans over Gibbs. I would take Evans over Pickens. I would probably take Dotson over Evans. Um, but you, you're picking that, right? Based on your logic. But again, somebody could literally be like, you're picking Evan, you're picking Dotson and Pickens, and let's go to their production. Cause you want to talk so hard about last year, Evans production. What the fuck did those guys do last year? Nothing. They've never produced anything in the NFL oh. or proven to be good. These guys are second year receivers and historically second year receivers have their Is like, it a hundred percent rate? I mean it's not a hundred percent. Mike Evans with a thousand yards is not a hundred percent. I mean, I'm just saying that No no, no you just said nothing is a hundred percent. So I'm arguing with you. You said nothing. I said those got the a last bad ten point. years, Mike Evans is a thousand yard receiver is a hundred percent. Those are the facts. So so it's, hold on, hold on, real quick. I just have one thing to say. What you're expecting from these second-year receivers is basically Mike Evans' production. That's what we're expecting. More than Mike Evans' production, right? Sure, sure. We would love that. Everybody like, would definitely George love that. Pickens. I mean, I mean, more than what Mike Evans can produce this year. I am, I am arguing oh, that yeah. Pickens and Jahan Dotson could have better uh, yeah. finishes than Mike Evans. Which I is- don't know. I, I don't know who you'd be arguing that with because not anybody on this podcast. But no. yeah. But I, I mean, that's the point, right? Like, why I didn't go with Mike Evans before all these guys. I mean, I just don't have faith in Mike Evans like that. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. After my after seventh round, yeah, go for it. But before yeah. then, it still seems crazy. But I will agree with you guys that picking DJ Moore on that fourth round is ridiculous. Like that does mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, we all we all trust our own draft processes, right? Like, I'm going to draft a certain way. You're going to draft a certain way. She's going to draft a certain way. Yeah, like. I, yeah, I, at least we're in lockstep with the DJ Moore thing. But again, I, I am. I, I will fight to the death with Mike Evans because every year, every year he outpaces his ADP. It's like Tyler Lockett. Look at every single year preseason rankings where Tyler Lockett is ranked. Every year they're like, oh, he's finally just not going to be as good. He's finally not going to be as good. For like eight years straight, where Lockett gets drafted and where he produces end of the season, he outpaces his ADP. And again, I think the goal is... You're drafting guys because you think they're undervalued. And Mike Evans in the seventh round over guys like Hollywood Brown, even though he's getting target share, he gets hurt more than Mike Evans. Mike Evans is like a, a like the epitome of a guy that stays on the field also. Don't get me wrong. Like he's not injury prone, right? So you're going for consistency, a guy that doesn't get hurt, a consistency, a guy that gets you eight to 12 touchdowns a year and consistency, a guy that gets you a thousand yards. So I just think Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman, uh, Mike Williams, even Brandon Ayuk, like all those guys in that area have way more range of outcomes, in my opinion, than Mike Evans. But we could talk about this all day. I'm probably going to have to cut some of this Mike Evans stuff stuff from the actual podcast because we've talked about Mike Evans for like 30 minutes. But any final thoughts on this draft? I love it. I I love the intensity. I think this is this makes for great content is we have a huge disagreement with Mike Evans. So let's see how Mike Evans does this year. Do you guys have anything else to add about this draft, about the way your draft went, about who you're hoping you target or any any time in this draft that like one of us sniped your picks or anything like that? 
yeah, yeah, you said something about Jerry Judy. I want no part of Jerry Judy, even before he was hurt. I, that's the same thing. It's it's the opposite of Mike Evans' conversation, right? You're like hoping he does something, takes the next step. How many years do we wait for this man to take the next step? How many more? How many more years do we wait to get an upgraded quarterback? Oh, the quarterback's not doing great. You want to you want to deal with that headache? Be my guest, but I will not be the one to be dealing with that situation. Yeah, I think he's going through a hamstring injury now, so that's a whole different thing. Like, yeah, stay away from Jerry Judy before. I thought, you know, he would be a good uh, fifth rounder, um, potentially wide receiver three flex spot. But with the injury, yeah, no, stay away. Yeah, I just, I want to say like, again, roster construction is so important. Like, you know, if you draft somebody in the first round that you think has a surefire range of outcomes, right? He's a, he's a hit. Then like, the more you get consistent players, the more you can coincide those roster picks with like a Christian Watson, somebody that's got upside so that if he has a dud week, you still have a consistent rest of your roster that can prop him up. But if you're getting an entire roster of guys that only have upside that you're hoping take the next step, there's also a world where none of them or more than half of them don't do that. So then you're just, you're living on expectation, right? So I think it's just about roster construction. You need to have a fine balance of guys, you know, for sure are going to get your production. And then how can your team take the next step? I have all these guys that any given week could be like a Gabe Davis and give me 40. Yeah. Then you're probably going to win that week with your Shoshotes three guys that are going to get him 60. If he gets Gabe Davis and gets him 41 week, you have four guys giving you hundred and then the rest is all cake. Right? So it is ultimately all about roster construction. Like I want to get that out there. Like some picks for me in the eighth round could have been stupid as fuck, but it could have been a great pick for you. Chauvet or you Shoshote. It's just about how the rest of your team was built from, you know, from the top down. That is it, guys. I don't know how long that episode went, but I feel like that went really, really long. That is the mock draft. The beauty of this is we are actually drafting our le- real league in a week and exact same spot, same, uh, you know, 12 man half point PPR. So it'll be fun to see if Shashot's entire, you know, roster that he has here is Fugazi and he just doesn't take any one of these. I don't guys. even like, I don't even like wide receivers. Just like Tyreek Hill, who passed. Um, but no, I think this was a fun exercise. I love, love, love the debates. That's what it's all about. I can't wait to see this come to fruition, see kind of how it plays out. But uh, I had an awesome time. I'm Sweetheart. That show of it. That is just show it. We are the only playbook. If you enjoy our content, like, subscribe, throw a comment into the channel. We love interacting with you guys. Uh, again, we will be back next week. Season starts in about a week and a half to two weeks. So more content is coming your way. Again, Sweetheart, Shoshot, Shovit. We're the only playbook. See you guys later.